0: Marky tried to calm her nerves as she stood underneath the vintage marquee sign. She stared at the message that was surrounded by twinkly yellow lights. Welcome, Marky. She reached for the amulet around her neck and rolled the stone around with her fingertips. She used her thumb to feel up and down each facet until she felt her favorite rough spot. But Marky liked the way her name looked up there. She wondered if it was more excitement than nerves. She felt her entire body clench as she glanced at the office directory on the wall. Yep, it was definitely nerves. Somehow the words scent calibration chamber sounded a lot worse than Lil'Reth and Tarsha made it out to be. The waiting room was nice, though, definitely not scary. The receptionist gave Marky a computer tablet to fill out new client paperwork. The first page was easy, basic personal info, name, date of birth, a little medical history. The next section was a little different. Marky read the directions twice.
1: There are 50 questions.
0: Choose only one answer. There is no right or wrong. The questions scrolled along at a fairly quick pace. Marky seemed to have no trouble. Chocolate or vanilla?
1: Cake or pie? Apples or bananas?
0: Marky felt like she had to be getting close to the end. She hoped she was anyway. But the more she thought about the questions, the more she second-guessed herself. She had picked her favorite each time. But she wondered if she should have picked her least favorite. And about that time, every choice started to look like a good choice. And finally, the last section of the questionnaire was a little more thought-provoking. Marky read the directions, again, twice. Rank the following items in each
1: category from one to five, five being the most pleasant on the list down to one, the least pleasant.
0: She read through the categories. Fragrant, fruity, sweet minty, citrus, then woody, nutty, and chemical. There was even a bonus section with pungent and decayed. Marky found it difficult to rank everything at first, but realized it wasn't so bad since she didn't actually have to smell anything. The last portion of the test seemed easy enough, Enter your last four and an e-signature. It took Marky six tries, but she finally got one she liked enough to turn everything into the receptionist. She smiled at Marky and then tapped her headset and spoke into the air. Hey, Bug, do you care which snare?
2: Yeah, let's go ahead with the right one. The left is already set for the four o'clock. I'll have it set in a minute.
0: Great, thanks. I'm sending her back now. The receptionist pointed to the back and handed Marky a folded bundle, a standard-issued hooded unitard, robe, and a pair of slides. You can dress out back there in the locker room. Go back through those swinging doors. She printed out Marky's responses and tucked them into a plastic cylinder, then held the cylinder next to a tube with compressed air. The air propelled the cylinder through a tube all the way to the room next door. Boog, a crusty old booger and a pair of coveralls, ran the intake room. He received Markey's lab orders and a purple lollipop from the deposit box. He printed out the label stickers, then went to the back stock room to pull the odor vials. He placed a sticker on each vial and then a duplicate sticker in his record book.
2: Hey, who's there? Are you here for the nair? I'll be right there. Have a seat in the chair.
0: Marky entered the intake room from the locker room to find four empty chairs against a wall and a giant replica of a human nose against the other. The nostrils were raised a couple of feet off the floor. The bridge of the nose connected to the ceiling above. The entire structure was over 20 feet tall. Marky sat in a chair, and a few minutes later, Booger wheeled a lab cart full of test tubes with rubber stoppers on the ends. He stopped in front of the deposit box and pressed a button to summons the receptionist.
2: Uh, yeah, these are the odors for the ants. Please let them know they can reset the rooms now. The new two o'clock is here. I'll send her up.
0: Booker placed the vials of odors into a capsule, then into a deposit box. The capsule was then propelled through a pipeline of tubes. Destination? Stimulus preparation rooms. Booger motioned to Marky from across the room and yelled out,
2: Hey kid, we're ready for you. Get in there.
0: Where did they even find coveralls to fit a booger? Booger handed Marky a swim cap and a pair of goggles.
2: All the way up and to the right. They're expecting you, kid.
0: Marky thought the nasal cavity was gross. The hairs with snot were even grosser. She found her way up through the dark using boogers as footholds and dust particles as hand grips. She could see the olfactory bulb in the distance. And once at the top, Marky made her way down a long hallway to a treatment room labeled Marky on the outside. The calibration test room was bare and sterile. It had no windows and felt like an eye exam room or a dental exam room. The lights were white and bright, but there was no chair, just a partition in the corner. Marky thought it looked like the one at the mall when she had a free scoliosis screening in the fourth grade. She could see a shadow. It looked like a doctor behind the screen. She stood for a second. She felt cold. Hello? Who's there? No one answered. Marky tiptoed towards the screen and slowly pulled it back. (gasps) That scared me! There was no one behind the screen. Instead, a spacesuit, including a helmet and boots, that hung behind the partition. And then... A familiar voice rang out over the loudspeaker. Marky.
1: Hey, Marky. Okay, try it again. This time, speak into the microphone. Marky. Hey, Marky. Perfect. Okay, Marky. Welcome to the calibration station. It's me, Lil' And me, too. I'm here, too, Marky. It's Tarsha. Marky, in a few minutes... Your Scent Scan will begin. My technologist, Rondi, will administer the test.
0: But Tarsha and I will be with you the whole time in the observation deck above. Rondi will be in constant communication with you through an intercom in your helmet.
1: Don your suit, then make your way to the X in
0: the middle of the room. Marky found it challenging to even get into the suit. She climbed up a step stool and opened the back panel, then dropped in with a thud. It felt pretty roomy inside and even had a constant flow of cool air. Markey stood on the X, then flipped her face shield down. It was so dark inside till a neon green light appeared on the outside trim of her helmet. A voice came through the intercom. The first portion of this test will scan,
1: measure, and record your response to certain odors, scents, and aromas if you lose communication or become claustrophobic, girl, if you're about to freak out, the safety signal is to raise your right arm and fist pump until someone gets you out.
0: Marky recognized Rondi's voice. And then, a projector screen and a piece of tubing dropped from the ceiling as Rondi continued with more instructions. Please attach
1: this tubing to the top of your helmet.
0: While the instructions continued, Marky fumbled and struggled to get used to the size of her spacesuit hands. During the scan, you'll be alone in the exam room, but
1: I will be able to see, hear, and speak with you at all times. Also, during the exam, you might hear clicking, scratching, wearing, maybe even marching sounds. It's okay, just remember your safety signal. Now,
0: let's begin. As soon as Marky's helmet hose clicked into place, a series of flashcards appeared on the screen. The images were all very simple and looked like they were drawn with a crayon. Marky was amused by the symbols, all seemingly random. A donut. A pine tree. A shoe. Each stayed on the screen for a few seconds at a time and then faded to black. And then each one appeared again. But this time with even more images added in. A coconut, a fish, a toasted marshmallow. The images began to flash a little faster. Then it faded to black. But somehow, Marky could smell the random items a donut, a pine tree, a sock a neon green bird flashed across the screen as Rondi could be heard over the intercom. You're doing great,
1: Marky. Just continue to breathe normally while we record your responses. We've got a few more rounds like this and then we'll move on.
0: Meanwhile, Loretha and Tarsha monitored the test in its entirety from the observation deck above. Pages of charts, graphs, and data flew out of the printer. Tarsha well aware of Marky's sensitive sniffer, longed to be in the room with her. Lilitha, I think she's had enough. Maybe we should stop early. It's okay, Tarsha. Looks like we've gotten everything we need. Let's move on to phase two. Lilitha made eye contact with Rondi below and gave a go-ahead wave. Rondi explained through her intercom that the next phase of the test would involve interactive scent scenes that had been created using her answers to the written portion of the test. You will be
1: given specific instructions prior to each scene. Analytics and a special algorithm will determine the order of the scenes. Good luck, Marky.
3: You think she's unscripted? I think she's reading it. But there's parts where she just sounds so natural. Yeah, Moni. I'm not sure if that even matters right now. We gotta get these sets built for phase two. Why are you so obsessed with Rondi anyway? That's all you seem to talk about anymore. But, Erniecht, do you ever get tired of just building sets? Don't you want to be a porter? Or a lead technologist? I do. I want fancy skates and a microphone on a headset. I want Miss Orectoropus to notice me. Well, she's gonna notice you for sure if you don't finish your work. Did you finish your vignette? Yes, I did, and I'm proud of this one. I don't think anybody's used it yet. All right, well, I hope you get picked today, Monty.
0: Part of the Aardvark's curriculum at the Odor University was to create scent vignettes that were to be used during client testing. The vignettes were wall panels on wheels designed by the students for the students, a way for them to showcase their individual style with their knowledge of the ASM-5. They were tasked with designing a set around any odor or combination of odors. The main goal? to create a realistic setting in which the odors might naturally occur. The students each rolled their wall into place. 35 displays stacked like dominoes. During Marky's interlude, Rondi rose from her director's chair to inspect her team's work.
1: Okay, Mr. Richteropas has only ordered five sets to be pulled for the two o'clock test today.
0: She used her copy of the Analytical and Statistical Manual of Odor Combos, the ASM-5, to carefully grade and rank each set design. She pulled the top five based on relevance to Markey's earlier exam.
1: I'm very impressed with the set builds today. I've pulled three foul odors and two wow. If yours was one of them, push your set forward and be ready to replace the lab wall with yours when it's time.
0: Monty was thrilled to push his wall forward. Everybody stared as it rolled by. No other set was as detailed or original. Rondi took her position back in the director's chair. She preferred to be seated during the very technically advanced process of determining the order in which to present the walls.
1: Okay, raise your hand if you want to go
0: first. By a show of hands, Rondi set the order of scent scenes for Marky's test. Then sent Boog a lab order for the correlating odors. Everyone not selected filed into the student observation section to take notes. With only a few seconds left between Markey's test, Rondee received word from Boog over the headset.
2: I located everything on your list. Everyone's in position in the tunnels.
0: Great, thank you.
1: Miss Erykteropis, we're set for phase two.
0: And with that, Rondi explained to Marky that for phase two, the directions are the same as the first one. She may hear strange noises, remember her safety signal, and this time, she may be asked to perform certain tasks while her responses are measured. Loretha and Tarsha watched from above. Hey, Tarsha, this is the fun part. You wanna push the button? Wow. Sure.
3: All systems go. All systems go.
0: The entire back wall of the test room came unhinged from the rest of the room and disappeared into the floor below. Neon green lights and fog filled the room as Rondee motioned for set number one to move forward to replace the missing wall. The set change was fast paced and precise. As soon as the new wall was locked into place, Rondee cued the ants. All around the room, along the baseboards, little concrete mouse doors opened like bank vault doors. Hundreds, if not thousands, of little tiny ants marched into the room, carrying odor molecules on their backs. Inside Marky's suit, everything was quiet. Everything was peaceful. And when the neon birds floated off, the projector screen raised to reveal a cotton candy machine. Behind it, a flower wall made of spun-sugar peonies. Marky's suit tracked her reaction as she viewed the wall, but still breathed in cool, clean air. The student section went wild as the ants released their cotton candy molecules. The aroma of warm candy floss permeated the interior of Marky's suit. The student section watched their monitors as it tracked her responses.
1: Be sure to pay attention to the intensity and duration of her moods as she works her way through these odors.
0: The test continued. Each scene became increasingly more interactive. The sweaty gym socks, buttered raisin toast, and spoiled milk scenes all engaged the pressure transducer inside Marky's suit.
1: Class, be sure to pay extra attention to the Stinko dynamometer. When it's gone into the red zone, that's when you need to look for those little nuances in her physiological responses, you know? Is she tight in her shoulders? Is her abdomen contracting? Write all of it down. Trust yourself and trust your Stinko gauges. Okay, let's move on to the last scene.
0: Cool air circulated through Marky's suit and helmet while Monty moved his wall into place. The setup seemed simple enough. A 1980-style kitchen, a mom standing at the counter with a cup of coffee in one hand, and a hot tray of cookies in the other. The chatter and gossip started almost immediately in the student section. Nobody understood the need for a minivan in the driveway. The odor was obvious to all of them. There was no need in their mind to even release the ants. And when Rondee did release the ants, she noticed most of the student section jotted down chocolate chip cookies into their notes without even analyzing the data as it printed out of the Stanko. Rondi immediately called Ms. Erykteropis over the radio.
1: With your permission, I would like to conclude this portion of the test.
0: If you think we have what we need, I've seen enough on my end. I'll need to see Montel in my office, though. Rondi gave Markey exit instructions before addressing the pupils.
1: Monty will be rejoining us later. He is with Ms. Erykteropis. Class, we stopped this portion of the test early. If this was the real exam, you would all have to retest. It's obvious that no one besides Monty understands the sulfuric spore seepage and transference process. Folks, Dr. McCracken's addendum to the ASM-5 isn't going to read itself. I'm walking Marky down to the flight simulator, and while I'm gone, y'all are going to sit here until you figure this out.
0: Rondee flipped all the lights on and walked away in a huff. And with that, 34 aardvarks sat stumped, staring at a mannequin in a bad wig at the back end of a rusted-out minivan.
3: What are we missing? The smell is coming from inside the van.